Hey gang, welcome back to the Let's Level Up podcast. I'm your host, Rick Perez. This is episode 29, and returning with me is my favorite guest of last year. Without a doubt, the best guest we had last year. His second ever podcast to be a part of. Say hi. Hi. That's right. The boy, Regan, my son, me, me amigo, <laughs> my little dork. Oh, what? Oh, dude, I'm sorry. Why would you? That's written down on the card. I had to say it. What card? <laughs> the card I read to introduce my guests. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm just kidding. There's no card. That's a pretend card. <laughs> oh. So Regan wanted to do another episode of the podcast, and I figured this would be a great time to do it since I'm going to be, there will be, reminder, no podcast next week as I will be traveling for work. I will be in Colorado Springs Monday through Thursday and traveling back Friday. I'm, You know what? I may try to do something from the road, but don't hold me to that just yet. Um, if I can find an awesome game store in Colorado Springs, we may do something cool. Um, I'm going to be looking, but... It's a work thing, and I don't know how much time I'll have uh, to go explore. Um, especially, you know, I can get lost in a game store. How about you? Mm, no. No? I don't, I don't get lost in GameStop. You don't get, you know, not GameStop, game stores. Oh, game stores? We go, to a, we go to a game store and, like, look at all the cool board games and card games mm-hmm. and miniature games and all that stuff. Man, time just goes away. Yeah. And then you forget where you are. That's right. You forget where you are. Uh, if you're new to the show, Let's Level Up is a podcast that basically we talk about games, any kind of games. Uh, Let's Level Up is a channel where we feature games in all their forms, well, whether they're video games or board, com- games. board games or card games. Uh, we do console stuff. We do PC stuff. We do a ton of analog gaming uh, with our tabletop games been playing D&D lately as well. I mm-hmm. want to talk to you about that. Um, yeah, and it's just uh, it's just the family, the P-team as we call us. And uh, occasionally we will have industry folk uh, from both the video and board gaming worlds. And they'll tell us a little bit about the projects that they're working on. Uh, we have a really cool guest coming at the end of the month, which I'm very, very excited to have back on the show. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. So drop us a, drop us a line on Twitter. I am at Let's Level Up. You can hit us up on Facebook, Let's Level Up, D-O-T-N-E-T. And um, uh, same thing with YouTube, Let's Level Up dot net. Um, all of that information is available on our website, which is, of course, Let's Level Up dot net. And uh, hit us up on Patreon as well. If you go to uh, patreon.com board slash Let's Level Up, uh, consider contributing to our holy cause in uh getting new camera equipment this year that's that's our big goal so anything would help more like better quality videos that's right yeah the little dsl dslr we have has done us really well fortunately i didn't do a lot of research when i bought the camera um i need to get something that's going to record longer than 10 minutes at a time because it makes recording things like play sessions and whatnot really really hard to do um you just have to stop and start the action too much so that's the big plan for this year. Uh, hopefully, we can get something soon. That'd like be awesome. one of the professional movie cameras. Um, that'd be really awesome. But no, I think just maybe just like a little, uh, <laughs> a little, a little handy cam. Probably, yeah, 
that'd probably be fine for what we're needing right now. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe if thousands of people go to our Patreon and help us out, then yeah, we can probably afford really awesome equipment. But right now we've got two. We have two patrons. And they're awesome. Daniels, they're both Daniels. So this episode of the podcast is brought to you by those Daniels. Mr. Hernandez and Mr. Poole, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. We certainly appreciate you. Um, all right, now enough with that. Let's talk games. What's the last game you played? Let's see. It was yesterday and... Er, yeah, yesterday and... I was playing with, with some Fortnite with some of my friends. Yeah? Uh, I'm pretty sure one of the games we did, we landed Polar Peak, which is about, like, the ice castle theme. I would hope so. With a name like that, yeah. It is. Um, (laughs) um, and we were playing and one of my friends, Uh he was getting shot at and then, and then another one died. Oh no. Right when you guys landed. No, we had gear. We were playing sniper shootout, so there was only snipers. Oh, cool! And um, and I was in a house. Like there, there was around seventy meters between this guy that was shooting my other friend. I zoom in on the suppressed sniper, and and I take the shot and I hit him two fifty shield, and it kills him. Wow! Nice job. And then <clears throat> and then Excuse I got. Me. And then I got memed by a, <clears throat> a fish guy. What does memed mean? Just like he was playing around with me. He was he had balloons and he was floating up in the air and I tried to shoot him and then I miss and I miss and I miss and I miss and Uh he was trolling you. That's yeah. what, whenever I was growing up we called that trolling, not memed. Oh. You kids, you guys have your own language nowadays. <laughs> Which is crazy because when I was a kid, you know, the internet was just starting to become a thing. So like um, it was still pretty new. It was still you were still really lucky to have it in your house when I was your age, really really lucky. I didn't get it until I was thirteen or fourteen. Um, but yeah, whenever that culture started to take over everything, we had our own slang and our own words that we'd make up. And like people like my mom didn't have any idea what we're saying. So now you guys say crazy stuff, and now I don't know what you're saying. It's just weird. One day, when everything is virtual reality. Um, your kids are going to someday be like, hey, Dad, what's up with this word that you've never heard of? And you're going to be like, what does that mean anyway? And they're going to be like, Dad, you're so lame. You don't know what virtual reality slang is. Cool. I know what virtual reality is. Yeah, virtual reality is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you, do you still really love Fortnite? Is that still your favorite video game? Mm, coming to 2019, I'm really hyped for... Anthem. Anthem's probably going to become my new favorite game. Oh, I'm I am super hyped for Anthem. You know you want a little history lesson? What? So the company that made Anthem is a company called BioWare. And um they developed a lot of really amazing games in the early 2000s. Um I think the first BioWare game I played was Neverwinter Nights. Let me let me actually look that up really quick. Let's see, Bioware game catalog. Let's see what the first first game I played. Previous games. It's all their stuff. 
Oh, no, 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 no. So the first game I played for them was, was a game called Baldur's Gate. And you know your dad loves Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Baldur's Gate was an isometric RPG. And basically what that meant was that you looked at your characters from the top down, and you got to point and click and give them actions. And it was basically you controlled a whole party of adventurers, and you go through this quest. And then I played a game called Baldur's Gate 2, and then a game called Neverwinter Nights, which are all basically building on top of that framework that they did. But they really had amazingly written RPGs. So the characters you cared about, the quests you did were amazing. It wasn't a lot of this, hey, go to this area, kill 15 people, or go to this thing and collect three of these things. It was, it was a, It was a storyline that was really cool. Um, and then they created a game called uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which was awesome. It's another RPG. Um, was and then, it like um, um, Star Wars version of D&D? Yeah, kind of. It was an RPG. So you had to go through, and um, it was set way before the movies were. And uh, you'd kind of go through and, and, and do this epic quest, and it was pretty sick. Um and then they also did the Mass Effect games, which if you haven't played Mass Effect 1, 2, or 3, those games are... Mass Effect 2 is probably one of the best video games ever made, I think. What console did it come out on? Super Nintendo? It was on Xbox 360 and, and PS3 and PC, I think. So... And then they made Andromeda recently, and that was kind of poopy. It took you how long to to get through that? It took me a long time to get through Andromeda. I I put it up for like eight months, I think. I didn't touch it, but then I finally come back, get, went back through and powered through it. That's the problem with me is that I'll play a game for a little bit, and then a new game will come out, and I'll like it, and I'll completely forget about the old game, and then I'll cycle back to the old game like a year later and finally finish. Um. Ridiculous. What was the game? What was the game, um, Grand Theft Auto Five? Like you started out on that, really good, but then you left it and and started playing. What was it? Um, Witchcraft. Witcher. Witcher. Yeah, Witcher's awesome. Do you like it? Love The Witcher Three. What was your favorite part? My favorite part of The Witcher Three is um. Being able to shape this world and, and, and knowing that the decisions I make in my quest and the people I decide to help or hurt, um, that those decisions matter. Um, and it does it in a way that I've never really seen before in a game. Um, so games like the Fallout series and some of these other RPGs where your decisions shape the world, they don't... It doesn't really feel like that. It feels like everything you do in those games bring you to the end point and then the end no matter what you've done you always have like two or three decisions like uh, you have one decision to make and you have two or three options for that decision um and it's always like you pick this path but then these other two factions will go away and then there'll be three factions or whatever and it's just it's too cookie cutterish for me so, <clears throat> no, they're good games but just it's just not that not that cool did you like when you were, when was it? When did you actually play Fallout Three, um, Vegas or New Vegas? I played Fallout Three, whenever it was first released to consoles. 
Xbox 360? I don't remember when that was. 2006? 2008? Something like that? And the New Vegas came out like the next year or, or two years later? <clears throat> Those was, were really good. Was New Vegas better than Fallout 3? Um, Some people think so, actually. It's been too long since I played both of them, but my gut would say no. Um, only because I think New Vegas is a bit shorter. If I'm remembering right, but I don't. I don't know. It's been it's been a long time. What was the first time that you ever played D and D with family? Oh wow! Um, I was probably seven or eight years old, and I played with my older brothers. They played all the time, and they played D and D Classic um, or D and D One Point and um, I got to play an elf. So back in the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons, you didn't have race and classes. You just had a class that you'd pick. And the class would be things like fighter, mage, uh, thief. Elf was a class that you could play. Um, cleric was a class. Um, there was another race now. Um, I think dwarf was its own class, too. Um, but anyways, it was, a lot, it was a lot simpler of a system. And D&D 5.0, I'm pretty sure there's no race that you they're like dwarf. Oh, there's a ton. Of, yeah, there's a lot of dwarf. So they started doing sub-races and stuff in 3rd edition, I think. Maybe in 2nd edition. There were some, probably some monster sub-races that you could play. And a drow, for sure. Um, but then 3rd edition, they really fleshed out the sub-races. So you weren't just a dwarf anymore. You were a gold dwarf, or a dwarger, or a hill dwarf, or a mountain dwarf. So you'd have to, like, pick your faction. Yeah. And that would be, like, if you wanted to be... Uh, half elf from the hills. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, elves particularly they had a lot of variations because your wood elves are your more, um, uh, your more savage elves. They basically they're the hunters, they're the druids, and the rangers are the people that are still in touch with nature. Whereas your drow are living underneath the society or underneath the earth in the underdark, and they have their own like unique rules and civilization and they operate so much differently and they have unique um attribute bonuses and skills that they provide and it's just cool how all the sub races what they did and get the bonuses you got from picking them it was neat let's um, talk about the fall of 76s oh hang on we didn't even talk about anthem yet oh yeah anthem. we i started i got i got you off of my history lesson then we completely forgot um so anthem for those of you who don't know, Anthem is a new game coming out from Bioware. I believe the release date is in February. And uh, Regan and I are both very hyped for it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is going to be an RPG, almost like a sandbox RPG, which, honestly, I'm a little over at this point. Um, Role-playing games without the story element just don't feel the same. And I'm not saying that... That Anthem doesn't have a good story um, or anything like that. I've only seen a little bit of the footage and I've read a little bit about it. Um, I haven't done a deep dive yet. Um, but basically we are um, pilots, javelin pilots. And uh, a javelin is a basically like a mech suit. And there are four well, different actually, kinds. Actually, if you think of it, it's a spacesuit developed to go on Earth that can withstand tons of pressure. Yeah. And holds... And holds you up and has different modifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there are four different kinds. There are ranger, ranger 
Colossus, Interceptor, Storm. That's right. So the Ranger is your... I, I, you know, I always think of video games and bring it back to Mario, right? So the Ranger is the Mario character. It's, it's a good at everything. Um, the Colossus is the tank. It's the Bowser, right? So it's going to take a lot of damage and have the most health. Um, so it does heavy damage at close or long range. Interceptor is going to be the really fast, nimble guy. Um, it'll be the... Um, toad. The Toad. Yeah, that's a good one. The Yoshi. Um, if you're doing Mario Kart rules, it'd be the Yoshi. So it's going to do a ton of uh, cool melee effects. I think they're going to have a lot of debuffs that they'll be able to cast on the creatures. Um, and then some, some burst damage. Uh, think of it like a rogue, basically. So they're not going to be able to take a ton of hits. But if you're good at playing it, um, you won't be taking a lot of hits just because you'll be outmaneuvering any of the baddies. Um, and then there's the Storm Javelin, which looks really cool. And it's basically the caster. Um, it does a lot of awesome elemental type damage. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, each of those are basic, your base classes, right? And then as you play the game, you'll be able to get new equipment, upgrade things, get new skills. Um, and you'll basically settle this new world. Um, and, and gosh, it looks beautiful. The graphics. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen. I just got done playing Red Dead Redemption Two, which was pretty pretty great. Um, Anthem may be prettier. I don't know. Um, Wait, was Red Dead Redemption Two actually made by Bioware? No, Red Dead Redemption Two is made by a company called Rockstar. Um, so, what do you think would be your favorite class? Ranger, Colossus, Interceptor, Storm. Well, I typically like being the things that are good at a lot of things. So I'm naturally drawn to Ranger. Um, Interceptor, I'm, I'm not a big fan of those kinds of classes. I don't like uh, not being able to take hits, only because I'm not super great at getting out of taking hits. Um, so I would go with the Colossus, um, the Ranger, or Storm, because Storm is... I've seen some gameplay footage on Storm. It can just float in the air and not have to, like, be walking around. Yeah, it gets its shields back as long as it's in the air. Um, it has some things like a, a wall of wind that can it place to, to, like, displace and do some area control or denial um, of mobs. And it has a ton of really cool lightning-based elemental spells. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm a fan of playing um, of casters. Uh, just in general as well, so that's always fun. So uh, I don't know. First character, maybe a ranger or a colossus. Um, I'd I I think interceptor or a ranger because I'm good with like being able to move out and and regen and then go back in and then while someone else is taking all the hits, I can move up behind him and then use the sword or something that that has that it has. Yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, we'll be we'll be covering Anthem a lot more when it comes out. We'll probably have some gameplay videos that we do um, on our YouTube channel, maybe even a couple stream days where we'll we'll co-stream it or something while we play. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna be playing that on Xbox One, and I'm super super stoked for Anthem. Um, Bioware, it's one of my favorite game studios ever. Uh, I've had I have so many amazing memories playing Bioware games. Um, I mean, in fact, that and Blizzard are probably my two, uh, which I think a lot of North American game players my age will probably echo the same thing. Um, they're just they're just incredible, incredible game studios. Um, and I'd really love for them, 
Bioware to bounce back from Andromeda because that was a big that was a big loss, I think. Um, yeah. That's Anthem. Uh, you want to talk about Fallout 76? Uh, the ups and downs. Ups and downs. So when we last talked about Fallout 76, we knew it was taking a lot of stuff from people. People weren't being very nice to it. Do you think it's a fun game still? It's kind of. I still don't like the point where you can like be playing very well and you're about to kill, I don't know, a five-star epic Scorch Beast in it or Scorch Queen and then right as you get it down to its last HP, like in a second frame, your game crashes. And then, and then all that hard work, you have, to, you have to go back, find all the silo codes and everything, and then restart the nuke, and then battle the whole entire thing out again. Yeah, it's, it's, still, it's still buggier than I'd like. Actually, I've, I've been playing it the last few nights, and it's, it's, it's fun. It's not an it's not an, a, a game that isn't fun. Um, it's pretty grindy. Um, the quest lines are weird still, um, but there's a lot in this game that isn't being talked about, um, and there's a lot of things like the events that give you elements to your camp and um, that give you bonuses and plans for crafting and things like that that you don't ever know about until you start doing them. Um, which I really love about that game. The problem, though, is that I don't think it has the player, <laughs> uh, the player base to really support that sort of, um, what's the word? It to to really support that style of um, discovery in the game. Um, whereas you know modern modern MMOs like WoW now. Um, you have the trails to tell you to go everywhere, right? And even though you'll get the, hey, go here for this quest, um, you still, there's still a million systems, not a million, but dozens of systems that you don't ever get the notifications for that you just kind of figure out, um, either by finding an item somewhere or by tuning into a radio in a certain location. Um, and that part's really cool. I think I like the fact that you can build... Like, if you wanted to have fun and have fun with other friends, you could build, like, a little stadium to battle out in. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I mean, it's a cool it's a cool game. I'm really, I'm very much excited. I was talking to a friend today. I said, um, by the end of the year, Fallout 76 will be an amazing game. Um, Once they fix all the bugs and crashes. Yeah, and it's the, it's the same thing that happened with Elder Scrolls Online. I played Elder Scrolls Online for the one time uh, when it first came out on PC, and I asked for a refund the next day. Um, I hated the game. Um, since they've they've basically revamped the entire game, and it's really fun. So I'm expecting something like that to happen with Fallout this year. Once, um, um, when you and me were starting our characters to play along in Elder Scrolls. Um, every time it showed me I was weak, I check my health, and then it, and then I and then it would be like something like a little kid's hand worth of health damage taken. Yeah, <laughs> a little kid's hands worth. That's a, I don't know that could be a lot. Depends on how big your TV is, I guess. Um, it it's a. What was I saying? It's. Fallout was, is going to go through some changes. They've already talked about opening new vaults um, in the game later this year. 
which could could mean a lot of different things. It could mean we get some NPCs that are alive finally. It could mean that whenever uh, you make a character, you get to pick which vault you're going to be part of, and maybe that'll be the new faction system. So characters that are made in Vault 76 are bound together, um, whereas other characters may not be. Um, I, I would... Not having a set faction in the game that you can join... And, and know that you have allies of, I think is a, is a disservice to the game. Because there are so many factions in the game. You There's... can join, like, the Enclave and then go on and then join the Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah. So I've done, I've done quests for both of them. I've done quests for um, the Responders. I've done uh, quests I, the... for the Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. We've done, we've done some work with the Raiders. And so not being able to say, hey, I'm a Raider. And ally yourself with other raider players is is a little silly to me in a in a big time missed opportunity, uh, because the thing that that game is 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 doing by design is creating this lonely world um, that you're having to survive in, and it's just counterproductive to the MMO I believe, uh, because the MMO is designed for players to play together, and um, I think an easy fix is to be able to let players pick two or three factions that they belong to or maybe there's even a a faction scale or or experience system where you have to do x dailies in a particular faction then you can get like wow you got the guild tabard or whatever Um, but so let's say you had to do a bunch of really bad stuff to be in the raider faction but every time you did bad stuff it hurt your reputation or your experience that you had with the responders of the brotherhood of steel something like that um that makes your decisions matter um, could be a lot of fun and could could be a way to bring the player base together. Um, the end game stuff with the Scorch Queens and and, and that is cool. Uh, when you were talking about the, like, what was it? You were talking about something like you have to survive in this world. Well, here's something that most players believe in. Um, you are not the only one. Like, if you have, if you're being attacked by a group of four what are they called? Um, mutants. Super mutants. Um, and then you're being attacked by a group of ten scorched and one scorched beast. If you hide for at least some somehow, they will stop forgetting about you and then turn to each other and start just just destroying each other. That's a great point. Yeah, the mobs are cool because the mobs have their own AI, right? So robots will band together against other living hostiles. Um, the beasts will typically pack together. Uh, super mutants will pack together. Ghouls won't attack other ghouls. Um, so, like, if you can bring in a group of super mutants to a pack of ghouls and then get out of the way, they'll fight each other. Um, and that's, that's cool to see. You can lead... A bunch of super mutants and then 20 or so ghouls and then have them fight and that would be just the best thing you'd want to see yeah yeah i mean i I guess what i'm saying is that um fallout 76 is a fine game to play um but it will become a good game this year later once they fix the bugs yeah they've got they've got to add some new stuff and they've got to fix the bugs once, um, what was that glitch in the beta that it would like it would pretend someone's shooting? Um, oh, that sound semi, glitch. Semi-auto, oh. semi-auto um, rifle, and it would just boom through your speakers. Yeah, and it, I hated that. It it would ignore you. It would. It, I mean, annoy you because yeah. 
you can just be doing happy stuff and then that ruins your day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see. So we talked about Fallout. We talked about Anthem. Um, let's talk about, for the last little bit of time that we have, your adventures in the Dungeons & Dragons. So you've played two different tabletop RPGs now. you played Conan, Age of Hyperborea, and you've played Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Which one is your favorite out of the two? I honestly think when we were playing Conan, I thought we were playing D and D. It it's a lot like D and D. Yeah, it's a lot. It's just a different. It's a different world setting, and it's a different rule system. So, um, when we played Conan, we had a thing called Thacko, and you don't have that in D and D Fifth Edition. And and the old time gamers will remember Thacko as two hit armor class zero. So if I have a, uh, a Thacko of fifteen to hit somebody with an armor class of zero, I have to roll a fifteen on a die. Um, if they had an armor class of 1, I would only have to roll a 14 or higher. Um, if they have an armor class of negative 2, I'd have to roll a 17 or higher. So there's a little bit of math there that you'd have to do. Um, it's an interesting interesting system. I really love Thacko, only because that's when I really started playing D&D was Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. Incredible, incredible system, one that I still hold in very high regard. Uh D and D five is is really cool. I'd say D and D and five out of those two. Yeah, so I got to play with you when we did the Conan one, but on the D and D game, I was actually your dungeon master. So, do you prefer me as a player or a dungeon master? I like when you're the dungeon master because, for some reason, I feel this special light when you're telling me the story and I'm trying to play through and beat it. It feels special. Really? Mm-hmm. Our other D and D didn't. Our other DM didn't make you feel special. It. What? Or is it just too many? Because there was a lot of people at that table. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was your favorite part when we played Conan? When we played Conan, I don't know. Just being able to play again was a lot of fun. Because I, I love playing. I love DMing as well, but um, I DM out of necessity. I would I would always play if I was given the option. Um, so you would really want to, um, be a dungeoner than be the dungeon master and lead people and tell them stuff and do all that? Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. I'd rather be a player in the, in the game, uh, because the player is cool. I can focus on one character and the motivations of one character. With the DM, you have to focus on all of the NPCs and all of the players and it's kind of your responsibility somewhat to make sure that everything is, everybody's having fun. And that's, I don't know, it requires a lot of setup time um, and a lot, of, a lot of practice and patience. And it's just something that um, if you do that all the time, for me, it just, it gets less fun. But like, we're going to play every month, a couple times a month, probably. So we're, we're due for a, a, another session before the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Um that's okay but when people do it there's some people who dm games like three different games a week and that's just what they do when they're not working they're working on their campaigns and when they're not working on their campaigns they're playing their campaigns and that to me was always crazy um but a lot of people love it still i still love the fact in in dungeons and dragons you get to it imagine an empty platform and then that's that's um you on your adventure in Dungeons and Dragons, and then you get to creatively build through that. 
Yeah. It, it's so cool, isn't it? Isn't it cool to use your imagination? Mm-hmm. I think it is. I think it's awesome. Um, tell people about your character. Um, I am a fighter half-elf. I really like the one of the things about half-elves. I can see in darkness as if it was dim light. Yeah, dark vision, 60 feet. 60 feet. Um, so what's your character's name? Uh, Beckon, was it? Beckon, yeah. Where did you get Beckon from? I read it in a book once. You read it in a book? It's a cool name. I've never used Beckon. So I've always gone through like the same names. My first D&D character name I can remember is a character named Giles. And I use Giles a lot. And I still use some of my favorite character names. My dwarf names, Mordric. Still do Mordric a lot. I still uh, use Court. You, I think... Yeah, you named... You named... I think one time we were playing Ark together on the new Scorched Earth. That was like... When they were still fixing bugs, and then yeah. when people got through Ark Survival Evolved, there was another DLC that came out, Scorched Earth. Uh-huh. And, um, and when I, and when you and me were playing it, I think that was, like, right before, um, Aberration came out, and when we were playing, you named your guy Court. Uh-huh. And we were playing through, and then, and then, um, what, what happened? We got attacked a whole bunch. Yeah, we always get attacked and killed in that game. Um, yeah, I use a lot of the, I use a lot of the same names. Um, but it's fine. You'll, you'll, so you'll have many more beckons to come, I think. But you'll find other names, too, that you'll find in, um, like, you haven't watched all the Lord of the Rings yet. I'm failing as a father. We need to, we need to do that. I've actually never read a book of Lord of the Rings or watched a video. There's some people who say the the books are better. I disagree. I think the books are really kind of they're badly. I don't know. They're not badly written because the world is so cool, but um, they're just too long. The movies are honestly probably too long, but um, they're still they're still really fun. So we need to do that because once you start playing D&D and you start seeing some of the things that inspired those stories like The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit um, and some of those early early movies, it's cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode, buddy. Um, hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you next time. Yeah, we certainly will. You know what, folks? This is what it's all about right here. Uh, nothing but good times with the people that matter most to you. Hope your 2019 is going off in a amazing direction. Um, again, I'll be out next week, but I did want to provide an update. I've already completed, thanks to my good friends at Pub Meeple, Just Brian, and completed my game challenge I issued last week. And I want to talk about that, and I'll probably talk about that a little bit more uh, in a future episode. Uh, but I played Concordia. Uh, which is, you know, a a, um, a Euro style game where you are um, basically uh, gathering resources and trading those resources for certain actions, and um, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I had an amazing time playing it. Um, we played online, so it wasn't even a physical copy of the game, um, but it was a blast. Just Brian beat me by one stinking point, and uh, I'm sure he'll, he's he's going to talk about that at some point and rub that in my face, but. Um, would definitely love the rematch again soon, buddy. Um, 
What game did you play? How did it go? Would you go back to it? I would actually like to go back and play a lot more of the um, the less fantasy type Euros that I have been neglecting. Um, just because my, my typical realm is that adventure fantasy style game. And um, I'm missing out on a lot of cool board game opportunities, I think. A lot of the, the Rio Grande game catalog. Um, I forgot who does Concord Concordia. Oh, I'm failing right now. Hang on. <laughs> PD for log. That's the original. I don't know what the U.S. distributor is. Anyway, there's uh, you know uh, the a lot of those style of games. Uh, I'm failing so hard right here. Um, are really cool, and I want to get back to some of those. So. Um, let me know how things are going with your challenge and what you ended up playing again. That would be awesome to hear and, uh, how you liked it. And if you would prefer it with a different theme, cause after all, that's what we're looking at here is a game more than just the color pictures and things that make it up. I, I think, think the answer is yes. I think I would want to like, I actually don't know what game I'd want to go back and play. Yeah, well, you've got a whole lot of options here to choose from. I I think it was like a game where you had your, you know, your um, Xbox character, and then you could use it, and then go back, and then and then switch back between things. And there was this game, and you had to build their city. I don't remember. Yeah, I know it's in the ready into to install. Oh, the Keflings game, Kingdom for Keflings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that now. All right, y'all. Until next time, thank you and game on.